Are you looking for a new math curriculum? Well, CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to the test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. friends and welcome. Today we're going to talk about integrity and faith. This is episode 221 and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Well, how can we pray in an effective manner and where did integrity and faith go? So few people have both. Well, I'm going to share with you a little bit about this in this upcoming episode and I'm going to tell you it was a really difficult episode to write because so many times when we're talking about integrity, we get sideswiped by all of the bad and evil that is happening in the world. So I'm going to share a little bit about that, but I want to share with you some things that we can do to shore up our own integrity and faith. And I want to thank CTC Math, a math curriculum that is geared with teaching kids K through 12 as our sponsor. You can visit ctcmath.com. And even if you don't have any uh, kids that are that age, you may share this with a homeschool friend or even someone whose kids are in school that want some extra math help. Also, give this podcast a star rating on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with a friend. That is such a blessing when someone tells me that they found out about my podcast because someone shared it with them. That, friends, is planting seeds of faith. We talked about that a couple of episodes ago. All right, so what happens to truth and justice and integrity and faith when God is removed? Can someone who doesn't have faith have integrity? Of course. But the core issue is 
they are relying on their own understanding of what they consider truth or what they consider integrity. And when you get into relativism, which is a whole nother thing for another time, basically it's saying there really is no right one one right way. And in saying there's no one right way, you're saying, well, there is no right way. There's just, you know, a, a, a circle reasoning that goes into that. And like I said, you know, without God, it becomes up to you, the individual, to make that determination. We can find out about God by reading the scriptures or going to church and learning about God. And I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel only. I'm talking about true faith that stems from humility and love. The core issue is that God was removed as much as possible from not only our lives, but the lives of children. You see, it's a long game for the evil one, and it required removing God from the schools. What better way to change a generation? Begin with the children. Even Christian schools that take government dollars find that they have a specific way they have to teach and act because, you know, you don't want to offend the non-believers that attend Christian school. Ludicrous, right? That's how it is, friends. I just found out about a, uh, you know, a diocese, a Catholic diocese that was no longer taking government money because they were trying to dictate how they taught about gender and how they taught about other things. And the Bible says, God created them, man and woman. And so, are we to judge? No. It's God's you know, prerogative and right to judge. But if you claim to be Christian and have like Catholic before your name, then you really should be upholding the word of God and what God teaches. But let's go back to children. Why are children disrespectful to authority? And that would take me an entire podcast to share my thoughts about this. And I'm a past educator with a degree in elementary ed, early childhood, and learning disabilities. But what I saw in the school system way back when I taught, and I saw even with my own kids, is that it's a multi-generational issue. For one thing, we as parents don't follow through and teach our children that obedience is required or there will be consequences. Sure, we do it sometimes, but do we do it all the time? I don't think there's any of us that can say, ultimately, oh yes, every single time my child didn't obey, there was a consequence. Kids can wear us down, as my husband says, kids are gamblers. They're going to gamble that you're not going to get up that time when you tell them to do something and make sure they follow through. The second is, and this is really unfortunate in today's society, children don't trust authority figures because they've been hurt. If we want to have respect, it must be earned. It's not do as I say, but not as I do. And that is a major problem. Kids are not stupid. They see what's going on, and they know if we're walking the walk. If we're telling them that they have to go to church, but don't go. You need to read the Bible, but you don't read it. You need to practice your faith, but you're not practicing it. They're going to have to be obedient, maybe, because you're making them. But that's another reason that kids have lost their faith. 
Christian children don't know their faith. They're not taught the Bible, and they do not know how to pray. If they pray, it's often, please, God, give me the following, rather than beginning with praise and thanksgiving for what the Creator and the Almighty has done for us, and then saying, please, Lord, if it is your will. Once God was taken out, secular humanism crept in with all that entails, which is a skewed look of humanity and its depravity. One of the things I want to say as a little side note there is I don't think that many of the people believe what they're pushing. Even those that are the staunch supporters that push depravity, I don't think they believe it. I think what's happening today in our world, and I'm going off on a tangent, but is the sowing of division. Christian against non-Christian, Catholic against Christian denominations, you know, Jewish against Christians. It's this whole thing where everyone's supposed to be fighting. The job of faith is to believe. The job of faith is to love. We can love and we can understand, but not when you tell me it has to be your way and this is how it has to be, especially if it goes against what I believe. The little sisters of the poor were sued because they wouldn't allow abortion among those who worked for them. How crazy is that? It had to go all the way to the Supreme Court. Can you imagine all the wasted money for that to try to force Catholic nuns to provide for abortion to those that worked within you know, the convents and the schools and whatever else they did? Crazy. And that's what the problem is, where one side pushes their agenda on the other. And you could say the same thing with, well, those of you that don't want to allow abortions. Well, is it murder or not? Do we allow murder just for the sake of it? Something to think about. The job of faith used to be left to the parents, and that's where it should be. However, parents are overwhelmed with work, home, and raising kids. Many mothers and fathers both have to go to work to help provide for the families, And by the time they get home, they're exhausted. Then the job of teaching faith was left at the door of the church, which is often not attended, or let's face it, some of our pastors and hierarchy of the church have let us down. I was sharing with my son the other day that the evil that we've seen in this world currently in 2022 would not be happening if the clergy stood up in force and united against it and pushed back. But they're not. The churches are silent. Evil men want money and power, no matter where they are, what outfit they're wearing. If the evil one has put a hold on them, then please, Lord, protect us. It used to be that the Catholic Church stood up against evil in so many instances throughout history, but now we're being taught through revisionist history that they're the ones who should be blamed. Many of you may not know of the hundreds and hundreds of uh, break-ins that have happened to Catholic churches and other Christian churches throughout the world. Nobody's talking about that. That's not considered a hate crime. And again, I don't normally go into the evil of this world because I want to focus on the good and the graces that God gives us. 
But I feel like today we are at a tipping point, especially when we're talking about integrity and faith. Have you ever thought you would live to see the day where people would go in mass, uh, you know, amounts of people would go break into stores and steal things? That's just crazy. How about when people are arrested and then let out of jail? Again, what is going on? I believe there's more than we see. I believe some of it's being orchestrated. I believe that there is good, more good than evil in the world. But the saying about good people doing nothing rings true today. We are fearful of the enemy. We don't want to say anything. Think red background. Need I say more? There is this, almost this palatable fear that's out there. And as my son said again, when we had this long conversation, so what are we supposed to do, mom? Pray and do nothing? My answer, absolutely not. Sure, we could throw up our hands in defeat and say, well, I'm just going to batten down the hatches and wait for this to pass through. As I heard one of um, the famous reset people saying, things are never going to get back to normal. They're going to make sure it, it doesn't. Are we supposed to be fearful? No. We are not going to throw up our hands in defeat because we are going to do something. And what are we going to do? Well, here's some things you can do. Start planting those seeds of faith. I talked about it in a previous podcast. Read the Bible and let God's word talk to you and have the Lord move you forward and encourage you as you should go. This means that your connection to the Lord and prayer is so important today. If I could make a wish list of what I would like to see happen in Catholic, Christian, and other faith communities, it would be the following. And do this exercise yourself. If you could have a wish list of what you would like to see Christians do, what would it be? Number one, band together in prayer for the end of this hostile takeover of the good in humanity. Number two, pray for those who are confused about their own worth in the eyes of God and fall into what the scriptures call Sodom and Gomorrah. Number three, focus on our own sinfulness, and let's not point fingers toward others. Number four, the motto, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Throw out anything in your home, friends, that is contrary to strengthening your soul toward good, and this means anything garbage on TV or any apps or any of that. It's to destroy family. That's what that stuff is all about. Number five, live a life of integrity and faith. Do not allow that love of money and its lore of evil that we heard about in the parable of the seeds to circumvent those good words taking root and having fruit. Again, money and not in, in and of itself is evil. It's the love of money that is the root of evil that scripture talks about. By living as an example every day for others, even if it's for your own family, people at church, your neighbor, the checkout person at the grocery store, you are doing your part. You are standing up. Some years ago, a friend was visiting and asked me to bring her to a local variety store to get some things she forgot. And we decided to get coffee when we got there, and I don't even know why, but we decided not to get a cart. Well, a few things turned into a few more things, and by the end, our hands were full. 
So she had purchased or was going to purchase a small container of deodorant and she just stuck it in her pocket. And yes, that's right. She forgot to remove it to pay for it and didn't even realize it until we got home. So the next day we went back and let me just say it was an ordeal. First, she had explained to the returns person with her receipt that she did not buy the deodorant. And yes, this girl was shocked. And then the girl had to call her supervisor, same story, same shock. And finally, it was all sorted out and my friend was able to pay for that deodorant and we left. It was a long ordeal, but one that I believe blessed people's lives because yeah, that's integrity and that's showing your faith. And that doesn't happen. These people were shocked. No one's ever done that before. This is integrity. This is what I'm talking about. It is doing the things that are right, even when you don't need to. When a shopping cart is rolling down and you pick it up so it doesn't hit another car, or it's blocking a parking spot, and you don't get upset with the person who left it there, because maybe it just rolled because of the, the wind. We can hope for the best, right? And just focus on getting out and moving it so that someone else can park there, even if you weren't able to. If we do our part, if we lived our lives as committed Christians, this world would be such a different place. You know, I'm sorry I spent so much time on lamenting the things of this world, but it seems like we have to pray for discernment. Do I go right or do I go left, Lord? What do I do? What do you want me to do, my God? And that's how we should pray. So friends, this week, let's join together and pray for all of humanity that the shining light of Christ is renewed in each person's heart, or it could be a new awakening in that person's heart. We can do our part in our own corner of the world, me here, you there, to make this place better, to vote responsibly and to be silent no more. May you be blessed by the love of God today and always. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Felice on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.